Welcome to the Being a Ninja podcast, where we share secrets on health, wealth, and being kick-ass. I'm your host, Joe Sheng, aka Joe Fight, founder and CEO of Fight Fitness, where we help people burn fat, tone up, and learn to kick butt. My special guest today is Miss Brady Johnson. She's a fellow fitness business owner from Esteban, Saskatchewan. She owns Encompass Fitness Studios. During the interview, we get to hear her story on how even being from a small town, she was able to get international success and awards in her fitness business. We also learn how learning to accept her body has helped create strategies for her to work with her clients. And lastly, how burning out while starting her fitness business affected her and how she's using technology to heal. Enjoy. My special guest today is Miss Brady Johnson. She is a fellow fitness business owner, just like myself, out in Estevan, Saskatchewan. Owns a small studio called Encompass Fitness Studio. Um, she's been doing that. Brady, how long? How many years have you been doing that for her? It has been. It'll be five years, actually. Wow. Like probably to the day, to be honest. Five years. That's the magical hump of getting through a, a, any type of business. The five-year mark. She not only runs the fitness studio, she also does uh, women's life coaching as well um, to help empower other women. Brady, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So first question I always like to ask to get right into it is how did you get started in the fitness business itself? Wow. Um, so my story goes back to my childhood, actually. I, growing up, never really quite fit in. And fitness became my outlet. So it was the one thing that I could devote my time and energy to. It got me, um, gave me a lot of confidence, a lot of optimism. And the older I got, the more I knew that I wanted to share those things with others and empower them to have the same confidence and optimism. And it really led down a path of one day opening my own fitness studio. Very cool. Were you always fit then? Did you always... Yeah, my parents had a home gym when I was younger, and so loved loved being in the gym, reading fitness magazines. I thought that I wanted to be um, like a writer, a journalist for a fitness magazine one day. I loved Tosca Reno. Oh, nice. Loved her, wanted to be just like her. Um, and so, yeah, eating healthy, um, exercising, I've been fairly fit my whole life struggling with, I mean, we all have our struggles with right. nutrition or other things along the way, um, highs and lows, but yeah, um, my goal was to either own my own business or become a fitness journalist or, um, have DVDs or back in the day, VHS videotapes. So right now with COVID, um, yeah. online, I feel like my dream's coming true. You're, you're, you might have your own line soon, <laughs> given how long this thing might drag on. So what made you knew you wanted to be in the fitness industry? What made that jump from, hey, were you a personal trainer before doing it? Or did you just open up a studio? Like, what, what were the steps? Yeah, so I thought I would go into physiotherapy as a way I could really help people and give back um, being in the fitness world. 
But the more schooling I took, the more I realized that I didn't want to do the assessments. I really wanted to just work with people and help change them, um, not only from the outside, but also from the inside. And so um, I was actually working at a physiotherapy clinic and just started teaching classes on the side. I uh, made a Facebook post probably seven years ago now that said, hey, I'm going to be in the park 6 a.m. teaching a class, like come join me. Um, I prayed that someone would come because I had this giant speaker and I was all alone in the park at 6 a.m. And I think I had 12 people in my first class and I was doing free classes for a while um, until someone told me I needed to charge for my classes. Yeah. And from there, it really just grew. Um, we have winter in Saskatchewan, so <laughs> at some point, I couldn't teach classes in the park anymore. And I found a small space. Um, it was, I think, 700 square feet and renovated it into a fitness studio. And um, I was really just doing my love teaching classes, still working at the physio clinic until the point where I couldn't do both anymore. And I really had to take a leap of faith. And I chose, yeah, to um, open my business. You know, your story is very similar to mine, Brady. I was actually, my my goal was actually to get into therapy myself because when I was a kickboxer, I used to get hurt all the time. So I used to have to figure out ways to heal myself. And just like you, I, I couldn't work in a physio clinic. Like I was working for a chiropractor then and helping um, MVA patients mm-hmm. but it just wasn't in me because you're in like a room like a small room and you're kind of working with people with really aggressive stuff and i wanted to get out there and work with people so very similar story amazing tell me about the name encompass like i what's the story behind that um i wanted it to have a name that was really meaningful and really signified everything that i stood for and what we were about and so i had made lists of like hundreds of names of different ideas. Um, When it came down to it, I just wanted something that was all encompassing. I wanted, um, being from a small town, so we have about um, probably 11,000 people here. Um, All encompassing to me meant men and women, fit or the unfit, Um, old, young. I really wanted to cater to everyone in the community at that point. And so when I couldn't come up with an all encompassing name, I decided I'm just going to name it Encompass because it encompasses all things, all ages, all demographics, and even different classes and types of exercise as well. That is awesome. Good, good, good. So you opened up your studio five years ago. Tell me about the journey from opening till, I think now you're opening into, you're getting moving into a new location. Um, tell me how the journey has been so far for you. Yeah, it has definitely been a journey. I think they call it the entrepreneurial roller coaster. Um, which is so true. It's had its ups and downs, its highs and lows. When I first started, I was actually terrified. So I had quit my full-time job. I had put my savings in to um, open the business and really go ahead with it. Um, And I panicked and actually was going to shut it down and move to Australia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Until I read a book called Mindset. So I always have to drop that book because it changed everything for me. Um, and that's what was your takeaway? What was your takeaway from it? I did not know that I had a very fixed mindset. So I was always, I've always been very optimistic, um, very positive, but I didn't realize that I didn't think that I could change or adapt. Like I was good at this or not good at this. Um, and so being what I thought was bad at numbers meant I couldn't 
succeed in business. And so I was just going to throw in the towel. Um, and that just opened my mindset to seeing everything, every challenge is an opportunity. Um, every struggle is a learning lesson and that we can grow and adapt and change and transform into anything that we want. That's right. The obstacle is the way. So it's been a roller coaster of a ride since opening up your studio. Talk to me about your biggest fail forward in the last five years of your running your fitness studio. Biggest fail forward. Um, I think, oh goodness, that is a really good question. There's so many little ones, but I think probably the biggest one is learning how to navigate a team in the beginning when i started my business it was just myself um and then you realize you can't do it all on your own and you need a team um but leading yourself is nothing like leading a team and so i think that that's been my biggest struggle and lesson is really just learning how to lead other people and how to delegate because i got to the point where i had actually burnt myself out for sure. Um, because I wanted to do it all and I thought I had to do it all. For sure. For sure. I think the, the, the skill sets it took you to open up and take the jump are different from the skill sets that you need to grow. And you have to adapt very quickly. And I completely agree with the what you just said about leading yourself is very different from leading other people. So you ran this thing for five years. Have you had any breakthroughs right now? I, I know you mentioned the thing about mindset. Have you ever had an aha moment where you're like, finally, I got it. Like the, that that made so much sense. Like, yeah, definitely a few. Um, a quote that I love is what got you here won't get you there. Mm -hmm. I think that's so good. And whether it's in business or your fitness or anything in life, like what you did to get to this point isn't always going to get you to the next one. And so um, those little like humps of the roller coaster of like, learning how to lead a team. Um, another aha moment for me was just how much rest I actually need um, mm -hmm. as a business owner and how important that is. I think at one point I was taking care of everyone else so well that I had completely forgotten to take time and to take care of myself. And it's hard to be a good example in the health industry if you're not taking care of yourself. That is probably one of the biggest pitfalls of us fitness entrepreneurs is that We've, we, we're so good at coaching others and helping them. We completely forget about coaching ourselves. Do you have a fitness coach yourself now or anything like that? Or have you had one in the past? I definitely have had one in the past. Um, I don't at the moment really just taking the time to focus on like what works best for myself in mm -hmm. this season. But yeah, I think that everyone, even coaches need coaches um, in all different areas, fitness, nutrition, mindset, finances. We all have our skills and strengths, but can leverage other skills and strengths too. Absolutely. I've heard the saying outside set of eyes, like even the best, like you said, the best coaches have coaches. Tiger Woods at the top of his game still has a coach. LeBron James still has a coach in different aspects. So it definitely applies. So I, I want to pivot right into fitness, the side of fitness. Now you talk about how you, you weren't taking yourself, you weren't taking care of yourself very well, but now you're starting to realize how important it is. What do you do to stay in shape as a busy business owner? Um, I take the first couple hours of my day for myself. And so that means um, physical health, mental health, spiritual health, all of it in one. Um, so I definitely get my workouts in, um, strength training a few days a week. 
I love being outside in nature. So running um, really big into mountain biking and cycling over the last couple of years and just going for walks. Um, so those are my key things and realizing that um, you don't always have to go hard to get a good workout and just really learning how to listen to the body. Um, I have a whoop. I don't know if anyone else uses a whoop, but oh, yeah. I, I had one for you. Yeah. 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 yeah this little guy here, um, nice. it controls or helps you um, to monitor your sleep, your stress, your strain on your body, which has been really foundational for me learning to listen to my body. I want to talk about that a little bit because that's an important tool that I used actually last year for quite a while. I think we were recommended by the same people over, uh, I think Sean Greeley over MPE was the one who suggested that thing. But talk to me about how important that had played a role, like that feedback mechanism played on you and knowing your body a little bit more. Yeah, it's been amazing. Uh, a few years ago, I had burnt out really bad um, just from overworking myself and not taking care of myself and had started just to calm down a little bit more in terms of incorporating more meditation and yoga, but didn't still understand how much my body needed that. Um, so now using this tool to see how much, um, I guess what capacity I have to give in terms of my fitness and my staff and everything else that I do um, gauges how hard I work out, but also how much I engage with other people uh, if my recovery is really low and it will let you know that based on your heart rate variability and your sleep and the strain that's on your body um, and your stress. Uh, if my recovery is low, I'm not going to go do a heavy workout and I'm not going to have really important conversations with people, uh, especially my team, because I know that I'm just not in the right frame of mind to give them my best. Love it. Love it. Um, I think th the reason why I wanted to touch on feedback is how important it is. Like you think you know your body until you see a stat and it's given to you and it's an actual number because we, we think we, oh, we feel like, oh, I think, okay, but it's just a feeling. Whereas this gives a specific number and it kind of applies from to the fitness standpoint. Like you got to step on the scale to know if you're losing weight. You got to measure yourself. You got to measure your body fat. You got to measure your sleep and actually track it to know if you're actually improving. So yeah. love, things, love metrics. The things we don't even think about, like I've um, been doing a lot of inner work and healing over the last few years even. Um, and I know that days that I, I really spend time in that, my recovery is actually really poor, which means I just need to take better care of myself after those. So it's really neat for people who are focused on more than just their physical health and recovery. Mental. Talk to me about this uh, self-work stuff that you've been up into yourself. Yeah. Um, it's been a huge journey for me. I think when I first got into the fitness industry, I mean, a lot of us care about how our body looks um, and don't always focus on what our body does for us. Mm -hmm. And so really learning to appreciate um, ourselves and our body and what it does for us. Um, and I really went on this whole transition of, hey, I don't want, I don't even care if my body looks good. I wanna feel good from the inside and the outside. Um, and really help other people to do that as well. So reading a lot of books on how to heal the body from the inside out, um, what physical ailments, um, how they present themselves in the body in terms of pain. How did you come to that? Because it, it, it's very interesting. It's We're in a very vain industry where it's aesthetics is like how people gauge whether or not you're uh, successful in the industry or not. How did you get to that point where you're like, you know, I, I don't really care about how I look so much as much as how I feel. Yeah, I actually. So um, 
in my career, I have won a few different awards uh, in terms of fitness business growth and um, community impact, um, new business. And it wasn't until one day I was at an award ceremony that my family came to that I realized like, when is enough enough? Like, when am I going to have enough validation, enough titles, enough awards, enough everything to finally feel like I just, I love myself. I love where I'm at. And um, I just woke up one night and said, you know what? Enough already. Like, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Like, what matters is how I really feel on the inside and how that shows. And so I went through this phase of, um, really just accepting everything, accepting every flaw in myself, accepting that it's okay if I don't get my workout in and just really giving myself a lot of grace um, and self-compassion. And the transformation that I went through during that helped me to better understand myself, but actually helped me to better understand my clients and what they need. Um, it's not just pushing them through things and getting them to exercise and eat healthy. It's really helping them to appreciate everything as a whole. And really, especially for the women that I work with, mm -hmm. uh, are so hard on themselves and so self-critical, really getting them to appreciate, you know, every roll and every jiggle and every scar that's from their children, um, from carrying their child or from times that they let themselves go so that they can appreciate that and actually start to heal and work on themselves from a place of self-love, not self-hatred. I love that. And, and uh, being in the industry, we see that, I, I see that a lot with, um, with women, particularly, how do you work with women and what would be safe a few steps for them to start this process that you went through? Yeah, the hardest, I think the hardest thing that I've ever been asked to do in my entire life was to stand in front of a mirror and look at it and just say, I love you. And it is crazy. It's crazy how hard that is. Um, so really just starting with like, can you look in the mirror and actually just appreciate who you are and what you look like and, and everything else um, and not be judgmental. And for most women, that's the hardest thing to do, but it's actually the starting point of like, I, I can accept where I am and now I can start to move forward. Wow. Okay. And then from there, I, I'm assuming it's like a daily practice of being able to do that consistently day in and day out. And you would be amazed. Um, I don't know if you've heard like the serenity prayer, like um, mm -hmm. something along the lines of God grant me the ability to accept what I cannot change and change what I can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, something along those lines, but basically like, I find once women can say like, yep, this is my body. It is what it is. They actually start to work out and like it instead of fighting it and not enjoying the workout and doing it because they have to do it. It's a whole, it changes the whole dynamic. For sure. It's like, it's accepting where you are right now, dealing with what you can deal with instead of always filling in that gap of where you should be. Yeah. And I think everybody focuses, it, it's like a never ending finish line for most people. Because they're always thinking, oh, what's the next step? What's the next step? Well, the next step is to be grateful for where you're at right now because you worked your butt off. Yeah. And I think it helps them both in the beginning, but also when they get to that point. I'm sure you see this a lot. People get to the point, their goal, and then they backtrack because they've never looked beyond that goal. Um, and it was always fitness was kind of an ends to a means. So right. I want 
fitness to be a part of your lifestyle, even if it's more a smaller part or a balanced part so that it's not everything and then becomes nothing. I love that. Like I get that question out what because we do obviously in the industry, we do a lot of like programs where it's just like short term, 21 days, 30, you know, 24 days, 36 weeks, for example. And everybody, like even before they finish the six weeks, they're like, but what's after? <laughs> it's like just focus on where you're at right now, fix those issues, deal with it, and be happy with it. So I love that. That's deep. Yeah. And I think it's so important too, because we get like into this short term mindset of like, well, I can do anything for four weeks. Like mm. I'll get alcohol for four weeks. And then on the fifth week, I'm drinking every day. Like <laughs> <laughs> really teaching people like that balance of, Hey, it's okay to have a glass of wine every once in a while. Yeah. That's going to do you a lot better than that whole all or nothing mentality. That's right. That's right. Awesome. So I want to touch on, you touched on books that really changed your life. You talked about mindset. Do you have other recommendations for some great books on maybe not even mindset, but some of your favorite books that's maybe influenced you? Yeah. Um, as you can see, I like to read. <laughs> Tons of books. Yeah. Tons of books. Um, yeah, I would say that is a huge one. If you're wanting to open a business um, or are already have a business and haven't read the e-myth i think that's one of the best business books you can ever read um also a book that i just finished on um really learning what different ailments in the body are related to in terms of like psychology and how you think um there's a book called you can heal your life by louise hay so that one's really cool okay definitely e-myth is a classic business book but I'll put the notes down into the uh, next section to remember that book when we when I put the notes in for this uh, for this episode. Yeah. All right, uh, we are ten minutes in, so if anybody has any questions, feel free to post any questions, or else I am going to go into a lightning round full of questions for Brady. To, so feel free to post questions, or I'm going to go lightning round. All right. So question number one: Are you morning or evening person? Morning, definitely. Morning. Very nice. So. Are you a fiction or non-fiction book reader? Non-fiction. It's like 99% personal growth and development. Love it. <laughs> nice. nice. What was the last book you read? The last book I read, um, I actually just read, finished reading this book called Why Do You Hate Money? Why Do You Hate Money? What was that one about? It's actually a fitness marketing book. It's really oh, interesting. Wow. All right. Here, might, here may be not a quick answer. How do you measure success? Ooh. That's a really, really good question. I would say by happiness, but not like fleeting happiness, but like being happy with where you're at in everything that's going on. Like that acceptance of, yeah, this is where I'm at. I'm not in control. Good. Uh, let's go for what's one you what's one mistake? that you made early on in your fitness career? Ooh, um, doing things for the approval of others to please others. Mm, okay. Like that. What's, what's one, what's the toughest thing right now with your job and your, your position right now? Um, I care a lot. So the toughest part is probably for me, like, 
taking care of the team and the members to me sometimes feels like I have 170 children because I just love them that much and care about them that much. So um, not caring too much, like taking that on all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a common trait of coaches. Uh, what's your proudest accomplishment so far with your business? Ooh, um, one of our team members was awarded the, um, I don't know what the physical, like actual award was called, but it basically she was um, recognized for outstanding contribution for her work in the, her role in her workplace. So to have a team member excelling who actually started as a member and then transitioned into the fitness industry was amazing. Um, that and being recognized, um, at a fitness conference and I got to speak on stage with Tosca Reno. That's your dream. Yeah. <laughs> you got to speak on stage with her. That's amazing. <laughs> so now, so with that accomplishment, you used to receive all the awards. Now your team is receiving mm -hmm. it. That's, that's amazing. Good. What have you sacrificed for your success? Oh my goodness. A lot. Um, primarily my health and my sleep, which I've learned um, had to learn that you can't do that. You can actually have a very successful business without hustling and sacrificing things all the time. You can be in the flow. Got it. Who is a role model that guided you towards success? Would you say your best, your biggest role model is? Um, I think especially in the beginning stages, Sean Greeley at NPE um, was instrumental in just helping me to understand and grow a fitness business. Um, and then as far as role models, I'm a huge fan of the Bible and I just get a lot of good stuff from there. So good. a lot, a lot of lessons, definitely Sean, shout out to Sean Greeley at NPE. Yes. Yeah. Solid, solid program. Who's, yeah. What's the most embarrassing thing that you're willing to admit? Oh my gosh. Um, most embarrassing thing. I am actually really silly, but I also talk to myself a lot. Like if you could hear inside my head, I'm like very positive though, like the best cheerleader, like you can do it, Braid. Like if I'm trying to go work out, like, okay, Braid, you got this. Let's go, girl. We got this. Let's go. I'm telling you, the voice inside your head is like, it, it's an important thing. I talked about that the, uh, the other week with my clients. I was saying, you know, the voices in your head are either really positive or really negative. So. They never you stop. Could, you could, and they never stop. So you got to control it. So who gives you the best advice? Oh, that is such a good one. Probably my friend, Ryan. She's awesome. Yeah. Good, good, good confidant. All right. I got one last one that I always like to ask because I believe everybody's life is kind of like a montage when it comes to... Um, like our story arc is just like a Kung Fu movie where we get beat up, we train really hard and we come back and become this amazing fighter and then beat everybody up that beat us up in the very beginning. Do you have a fit? And I know not everyone watches Kung Fu movies, but do you have a favorite Kung Fu action or even a good hero movie with a really good story arc? If you do, what is it and why? Ooh. It's a good thing this is the last question because you probably kicked me off the show. I don't know if I've ever seen a Kung Fu movie. Um, <laughs> not even Kung Fu Panda. Um, a 
hero movie. I don't know. I used to love, what's that movie, the boxing one? Do you know? With the Rocky? Girl? Rocky? No, it's a girl. Oh, yeah, I know. She she gets cloached by Clint Eastwood, right? Yes. Uh, was... bye, bye Bye. Is it Million Dollar Baby? Is it... Yes. That 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 if that was the movie if that was your montage that would be it right? <laughs> I don't know I'm such, I'm more of like a feel good person. Awesome, 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 Brady. Thank you so much. A million dollar baby. There, somebody. Uh, thank you, Jesse. Yes. Uh, yeah, million dollar baby. Beautiful. So, hey, uh, thank you so much, Brady, for doing this interview with me. For those that uh, want to reach out to you and get to know you a little bit more, what's the best way to reach you? Um, social media, either Facebook or Instagram at Brady Johnson or on Instagram, it is at Brady Jana, which is J-A-H-N-N-A after my mom's maiden name. Awesome. Brady, thank you once again for sharing your secrets on health, wealth, and being kick-ass. See you thank later. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Being a Ninja podcast, where we share secrets on health, wealth, and being kick-ass. If you like this episode, please leave us a review, comment. It'd be much appreciated. Sign it off now. Sayonara. <laughs>